0: This is Tea on the Hudson, a news and lifestyle podcast where we're spilling all of the Hudson County tea and more. My name is Jen Trupuka. I'm the founder of HobokenGirl.com and a Hudson County resident. On this show, we share news, lifestyle topics of interest, interviews, and have guest Hoboken Girl contributors on to delve into the things that matter to local residents. This week on Tea on the Hudson, we're chatting with Evelyn Abera of The Foundry Girl JC, all about Bergen-Lafayette, which is a neighborhood in Jersey City, and later on, we'll hear from Lexi, who's sharing all about a local self-care treatment she recently tried. Every week, we'll be trying a new locally-brewed coffee or tea on the air to share. So send in your picks, and if you have a really stellar one, we might just try it on the show. This week we're sipping on a flat white from Bluestone Lane, which just opened a new location in Jersey City, and it's really worth a try. So a flat white, if you haven't heard of it, is an even mix of liquid milk and smooth foam. So it feels like you're drinking an espresso, only better, kind of like a latte, but a bit different with the foam content. And now if you haven't been to Bluestone Lane or Hoboken in Jersey City yet, you're missing out, especially on their salads and avocado toast. Before we get into our news, I wanted to mention on October 3rd, the Hoboken Girl team is hosting our fourth Find a Friend Hoboken Girl social. It's at Alfalfa in Hoboken, and we just have a few tickets left. It will be a night of meeting new local friends, sampling menu items from Alfalfa, and there are over a dozen giveaways and a wine tasting. It's the first post on HobokenGirl.com, and you can buy your tickets through the Eventbrite link in the post. Hope to see everyone there. Now grab a mug and let's get started with our news. Is Hoboken getting a European style market by the path? The potential project was just featured in the Jersey Journal as taking some steps forward. So we did a little digging to see what the deal was. According to a rep from City Hall, the rendering pictures that appeared in the Jersey Journal about the potential market are only proposals by the developer. One concept out of many that can be considered. The final design and amenities of the Hoboken Yards redevelopment plan will be negotiated by the mayor and the administration, according to the source. In recent years, the idea has been thrown around a lot and has been called everything from a European market to the Hoboken Terminal market to the Lackawanna market. In a model similar to New York's Chelsea market, the market for Hoboken Terminal would bring a new shopping destination and a place for small businesses to really grow. And it even strives apparently to give businesses an opportunity to avoid restrictive zoning laws and high rent, of course. As it stands now, the Hoboken Terminal houses more than 100,000 square feet of potential retail space, with 60,000 commuters traveling through on the daily. So let's really hope this comes to fruition. I think it would be awesome for our city. A New Jersey City ordinance could mean a big change for local food trucks, which no longer allows them to park along the water. This ordinance now pushes the trucks onto other surrounding streets, where they will have to pay to park on the daily. To park on Sussex Street in Jersey City, it will now cost $40 a day. The prices, of course, go up the busier the street. For example, the cost of parking on Montgomery Street is $200 a day. It's clear food truck business owners were very distraught by the ordinance, but Stacey Flanagan, director of Health and Human Services in Jersey City, says the free parking on Grand Street was part of a free pilot program. The program's goal was to drive businesses to the waterfront. Now the concern has been that the trucks are taking away business from the brick and mortars located on the waterfront. Flanagan also said, quote, We are trying to equal the playing ground of new business owners that are investing in the Jersey City community. The City of Hoboken is planning for the installation of over two miles of protected bike lanes in Hoboken. They'll be on Clinton Street, Grand Street, Jefferson Street, and 11th Street. All members of the community are invited to join a community meeting this Thursday, the 3rd, to go over the proposed designs at the Wallace School, which is located at 1100 Willow Avenue. Community members will also be provided with the opportunity to provide input on the proposed bike lanes. A recent study by Wallet Hub examined the best and worst cities to drive in in America. And not shockingly, our region did not fare too well. Though New York City definitely took the cake coming in at ninth worst, Jersey City and Newark were also recognized for their subpar driving conditions. The study took into consideration factors like infrastructure, traffic, gas prices, and even the annual amount of hours, which is a lot, that commuters spend in traffic. Regionally, Newark was the fifth worst for car drivers, New York was ninth, and Jersey City came in at 20th. Hoboken resident and Bar Method Hoboken instructor Julianne O'Connell recently won $57,000 on Wheel of Fortune. After living in Hoboken for six years and, of course, watching Wheel of Fortune nearly every night, she decided to send in an audition tape with her grandma's encouragement. She originally applied in 2018, was selected as a game show contestant, and finally got the opportunity to tape her episode in July of 2019. As for her winnings, she says she's considering putting some of them towards a local business— Quote, my original plan was to save it all for a rainy day, she told us. But since Margarita's still isn't open, I'm considering underwriting the rest of their construction so the people of Hoboken can get the penny vodka they all deserve. You can read more about her story on our site, HobokenGirl.com. And now for our openings and closings this week. Margarita's is actually making progress, slowly but surely. The Italian spot posted some interior and exterior shots of its updates and wrote on Instagram that it is nearing completion of its renovations and expects an opening this fall. Exciting news for pizza lovers. Artichoke Pizza opens October 7th in Hoboken. They originally said it would be this summer, but to be expected with delays in Hudson County. This will be the first artichoke pizza in New Jersey. Little City Books is opening an Uptown location. This cozy downtown bookstore on First and Bloomfield, which also has a children's book annex around the corner, posted on its Instagram that it'd be opening the mystery location Uptown very soon. Newport, Jersey City residents have a new spot to check out. Fruta Bowls in Jersey City officially opened at 100 Town Square Place in Newport. The shop, located right outside the path at the Pavonia Station, offers a mix of bowls, oatmeal, toast, smoothies, and coffee. The cafe only uses organic ingredients in their bowls. Curry Up Now is opening in the Mile Square. The location is coming to 91 Washington Street, which you may probably remember as the former home of Walk to Walk, a chain stir-fry joint that closed its doors about a year ago, very quickly, I might add. According to Curry Up Now's owners, the spot will be serving innovative Indian food to the diverse population and customers in our city. Curry Up Now started as a food truck in 2009 in California and now operates three food trucks and seven total brick and mortar locations nationwide, including five New Jersey locations. Working at a computer all day, I'm always complaining of neck and back pain. A great spot that I personally love, which is super close by in the Monroe Center, is the Spine and Sports Health Center. It's an advanced, cutting-edge spine and joint pain relief center. It's actually run by medical doctors who support non-invasive alternatives to orthopedic surgery. If you mention tea on the Hudson, you'll get 50% off a massage at Spine and Sports Health Center. It's located at 720 Monroe Street, Suite C208. Mention T on the Hudson to redeem when booking, and you can book by calling 201-535-2474. And make sure to use T on the Hudson for 50% off your first massage. Now, Jersey City is a huge city. It's termed the most diverse in the United States, filled with unique neighborhoods and businesses. And one such neighborhood is Bergen-Lafayette, a section of Jersey City, New Jersey, that has slowly become a hotspot destination for locals and tourists alike. It lies southwest of downtown in Liberty State Park and is filled with history and restaurants. Here to talk about it today is a very special guest, Evelyn Ibera, who has lived there for almost a decade, and she actually started an Instagram account called The Foundry Girl JC to document her journey and everyday life in Bergen-Lafayette. She's going to be sharing all about the development and changes that are coming to the area, as well as some of the history. So welcome, Evelyn. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Hi, Jen. Thank you for
0: having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So tell us everyone a little bit about yourself um, and, you know, where you grew up and your journey to Bergen Lafayette.
1: Well, I grew up in New Jersey in Basking Ridge. My parents originally immigrated here from Chile in the late 70s. Oh, awesome. So I am first generation here. Um, and I, you know, I grew up going to Hudson County. Um, my uncle managed Arthur's Tavern in Hoboken. Oh, yeah. For about 30 years, and I remember in the 80s and stuff, we would yeah. go, and Hoboken at the time was not what it is now, obviously. Very different. <laughs> Very different, and Hoboken was definitely a destination for me at the time. Mm-hmm. I actually, after college, I moved to Hoboken for okay. a couple years. Um, I loved Hoboken. It was great. There was a lot to do. It definitely wasn't as developed as it is now. Yeah. Jersey City at the time was not really on my radar as somewhere that was the hot spot to be. But then I actually started seeing someone that that had moved to Bergen-Lafayette at the time to save a little bit of money and live a little bit off the beaten path from downtown and saw the potential of the area. And, you know, at the time, around 2012 or so, it was definitely not what it is now. There were not a lot of businesses. There were not a lot of bars, not a lot of things to do. But slowly the area really started to develop and pick up as as the years went on.
0: Yeah. So you moved there and then you started an Instagram account recently, Mm -hmm. about two years ago. Yeah. And it's called The Foundry Girl JC. Yeah. Tell me about that. What was the inspiration behind it?
1: So when I actually was in Bergen-Lafayette originally, there was a beautiful factory condos right in front of Liberty State Park Mm. and I would walk by them all the time going to the light rail, and I loved the building. It was kind of like I always wanted to rent there. I wanted <laughs> to live there. I lived a couple blocks up, um, and, you know, I was trying to convince my boyfriend at the time to, we should rent there, we should look at it. Um, and then the opportunity came, Um in about 2016 that we were looking for a place to buy together mm-hmm. and a place was available in the foundry and I went, we went to see it, we fell in love with it. We had looked in other areas of Jersey City so we made the decision to buy there, ah. and you know, at that time I had been in the neighborhood for a while and kind of seen the changes that were happening and new businesses start to come up. So I really felt like it was an area that wasn't being highlighted for having places that you could start to go. Um, you know, the Grind was the local coffee shop that opened mm. in, in 2015. Yeah. And, you know, I think it really was um, a pioneer for the area to kind of sure. bring people together that were living there. Um, you know, we had a coffee shop. It's a huge thing when you get a <laughs> coffee shop. Yeah, to a
0: neighborhood for sure.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, it was we really saw the potential of the area. And mm. I started the Instagram. It was kind of just for fun, sure. just to highlight the different things coming in, like people going to the coffee shop, uh, different businesses that were starting to open and the area starting to flourish. And it kind of grew yeah. into something that's been really great and allowed me to connect with a lot of people, both local people that have lived there for a very long time and also new people coming in and mm-hmm. new people who want the guide to the area and what there is to do. And it's, it's really exciting great neighborhood.
0: I love it. And so how many followers do you have now? Um, I have about 4,700 followers. That's great. Yeah.
1: And that's just been kind of um, a natural growth within the last two years. That's I amazing. I never expected it to become what it is and what its potential it has to be. So awesome. it's been really nice to get the support and the audience that I have. And it's, it's really allowed me to meet a lot of wonderful people that have been there for a long time and have a lot of history and a lot of new people and all the local business owners. So it's been really great. Oh, that's great. And you do this on the side, right? Yeah, I do this on the side. So my career has always been in pharmaceutical market research. But earlier this year, I kind of decided to take a break from that and explore other options. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Instagram has kind of allowed me opportunities to meet a lot of people and help small businesses. Uh, I run some local Instagram accounts and really help them with their their social media and reaching people in the neighborhood. So you really
0: Um, know the neighborhood then? Yeah, I really, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about Bergen Lafayette. Um, how big is it?
1: So Bergen-Lafayette um, has a population of about 27,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in the neighborhood, and it's it's a small neighborhood. It's not, yeah. you know, a huge, huge section of Jersey City. But um, so originally Bergen-Lafayette was... Um, Said to be named after Marquise Lafayette, who was a military officer in the Revolutionary War. Oh, wow. um, In the late 1700s. Mm. And he lived in the Bergen section. So
0: that's how the name came Ah. to Bergen Lafayette. I see, and so Bergen Lafayette—it's kind of a mouthful. Obviously, <laughs> is, is there a nickname or anything like that? Yeah,
1: so people call it
0: Bella. Oh, that's so pretty. Like both sections, the oh. Bergen Lafayette area. I love it. I wish Hoboken had a. I mean, we have some nicknames, but I feel like that's such a beautiful nickname. Oh, yeah, Bella. It's, it's very nice. <laughs> we're uh, we're gonna call it Bella from now on here. <laughs> Tell me what it was like when you moved. Bergen Lafayette,
1: so you know, there was not a lot to do, there were not a, a lot of businesses. Um, you know, it was a little bit, um, I didn't feel completely safe walking mm-hmm. around and how I feel now. Um, you know, there was a lot of police presence in the area and uh, some crime and stuff. So, um, as the years went on, that definitely vastly changed, which is so great to be part of that change and feeling like the area is improving and it's getting safer. And, you know, I think that's a great thing for the area. Um, yeah. You know, and I hope that the local people that have been there for a while who are all just amazing and really support the local businesses too, appreciate that, that bringing these small businesses into the area has made it safer and a place where
0: people want to be and right. a place people want to come and, and hang out. Yeah. So with that gentrification, because I know it is a hot topic, uh, there's always that, you know, there's two sides and I see both sides very, very strongly. What have you heard about the gentrification of Bella. I'm going to call right. it Bella now. <laughs> well, you
1: know, there's always two sides to gentrification in, in any area. But I really feel like a lot of the local people have opened their arms to the local businesses. I think they're accepting a lot of, of the lot of the local businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think they have more options of where to go. Eat. And not that there's a division. I feel like we're all one neighborhood. That's great. Um, but I really think it's important that, you know, all of the business owners in Bergen-Lafayette, they live in Bergen-Lafayette. It's Their really kids giving go to back school to them. in the area. Um, so it's really like a local feel. And there doesn't, to me, I feel like everyone is the same. If you've mm-hmm. been there for 30 years, if you've been there for three years, three months, I think the neighborhood really makes everyone feel welcomed and feel like
0: it's a small-knit community within a large city. Oh, it's so wonderful to hear. And... I feel like Bergen Lafayette, I've been there before, but it feels a little bit hard to get to. Tell me how people can get there if they're trying to travel to Bergen Lafayette from anywhere in the area.
1: So, I, you know, it's actually quite accessible. And I think that's why it's become really popular mm-hmm. as Jersey City expands. Um, you know, it's a 20 minute um, light rail mm-hmm. ride uh, from Hoboken, oh. um, it's about 10 to 14 minutes. From Liberty State Park, light rail station, to get to a PATH station to go to New York, where I live at the foundry. The light rail is literally right in front of our building. So I definitely feel like it's very accessible through the light rail. Um, you know, you have the ferry in Liberty State Park. You have bus systems. We have city bike stations. And there's actually a footbridge in Liberty State Park, which is right in, in front of Bergen-Lafayette, that connects our neighborhood to downtown. Oh. So it leads right out to Jersey Avenue. That's so and quaint. <laughs> yeah, it's a qu- it's very cute. There's a quick, you know, it's a quick w- walk, quick bike route ride. So I definitely think it's very accessible and we're right off the turnpike as well.
0: Oh, that's great. So So it's pulling a lot of people then, you were telling me, from Manhattan and other places as well that are new to the area completely.
1: Well, I mean I think a lot of people are hearing a lot of good things and buzz about Bergen Lafayette. Um, Right now I'm helping out at the Solaris Lofts, which is a luxury green building in Mm -hmm. the area. Um, It's really the first one to open up in in the area that's, you know, quickly being developed. And a lot of people have come to the neighborhood from Manhattan, um, from Hoboken, from other areas that are really looking for the accessibility of a Of Manhattan, of Hoboken, of downtown Jersey City, um, but also having a little bit more affordability and having more of a
0: neighborhood feel than just a big city feel. I love it. Now, before we get into all the fun stuff, the restaurants and things that you suggest people to check out, I want to hear if you have any historical facts. I know the neighborhood has so much history. Is there anything that Listeners should know about the area. Well,
1: what's interesting is what, what drew me to the foundry is that it used to be called the American Type Founders, and they were a metal manufacturing company that was actually pretty well known in the U.S. at the time in the mm-hmm. early 1900s. And they actually helped develop some of the fonts that we have now, like News Gothic, Century School Book, Franklin Gothic. Oh my gosh. So I thought wow. that was
0: really cool. That's a really cool fun fact. And,
1: you know, the foundry kind of kept a lot of like the high ceilings, the pipes, a lot of the bones of the building, mm-hmm. which I think make it really awesome and really unique. That's great. And another thing that's really cool, too, is that the Bergen-Lafayette area was originally part of the Underground Railroad. Wow. It had underground tunnels and it was definitely a hub for these tunnels that were being built from South Jersey where people fleeing everything happening at the time. Mm -hmm. They were trying to flee to other places, such as Canada, where slavery was not legal. So I think that's really cool. And there's actually a a cemetery in the area, but there's a lot of historical landmarks um, that were part of
0: the Underground Railroad. And I think that's so great to have that history in the area. That's incredibly Amazing. I mean, it, what a history for for that neighborhood. Um, yeah, and I, it seems like that history in this area, in Hudson County, has just, there's it's everywhere. History is just beyond, I mean, we have in Weehawken, we have Alexander Hamilton and Hoboken, there's so much, and Jersey City, and I just love to hear the specifics of neighborhoods. It, it excites me as a history nerd over here. <laughs> Yeah, so tell me what there is to do for people now. Uh, I know you mentioned the grind. It sounds like they are very much the people who started a lot of the other businesses coming in. uh, The coffee shop opened in 2015. Mm -hmm. And what can people expect at The Grind?
1: So The Grind is great. I mean, honestly, I feel like I've met a lot of my friends at The Grind. You know, it's like the local hangout, coffee shop, people go to work. Friend style. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's great. So, um, you know, The Grind has, it's definitely... A beautiful shop. Sure. Um, it offers a lot of great coffee, La Colombe coffee, which is great mm-hmm. quality coffee. They have all types of different milk, which me, I, you know, I drink <laughs> oat milk oh, and oat almond milk. milk yeah, <laughs> They have really great pastries and bagels mm-hmm. that they bring from other bakeries. And it's just a great place to be. The owners are really kind and they're great. And they integrate with all the locals yeah, and Shane know is everyone. awesome. Yeah, I Shane's the best. Let's <laughs>
0: so great. So, it's it's a great spot. Any other restaurants that have been there that you think are worth mentioning.
1: So, you know, there's a lot of corner stores and delis uh, that have been there for a while, which I love. Like, I go to the Uncle Dollar's, the dollar store almost on a (laughs) weekly basis. We need a dollar store
0: in Hoboken. I'm jealous.
1: (laughs) Poochus is another great place where I go to get a lot of staples, and they have great sandwiches. (laughs) And, you know, there's a lot of great new spots as well. Harry's Daughter is the new bar in the area. And, you know, that's really brought a lot of people together. I've been able to host some events and do fun stuff there.
0: Oh, it's great, and it's got a Caribbean theme.
1: Yeah, it's got a Caribbean gastropub theme. It's so cool. Um, I- so they have a lot of different food, a lot of different cool
0: drinks. Great. which is really great yeah and then I've been to Hooked JC which I know is also in in Bella I'm going to just keep saying it because I love <laughs> it tell everybody about Hooked so
1: Hooked is great um you know it's a little bit closer to the Bergen section of Bergen Lafayette which is a little bit further up mm-hmm. uh, from the park but it's it's got fresh seafood they have three fresh catches mm. every single day and the food is spectacular Ooh. it has an old school like fish shack feel um and it's it, but the food is super. And it's really good. And you know, up in that area too, we have um, Mm O'Leary's, which is a cop and firefighter bar which is oh. a nice contrast to Harry's because it's you know, very chill. Like A lot of the locals have gone there for a while. And up in that area, too, you have uh, Taproot Organics, oh, yes. which makes all-natural soaps and beauty products, which is always great.
0: Yes, we've written about them,
1: actually. Oh, and they,
0: okay. don't they have a place in Bayonne, too? They do. They have so another great. place in Bayonne. Really expanding.
1: And up in that area, too, is Strictly CBD which is a brand new business that it's been open for a couple months. They're great. I take their CBD every day. Oh. It really helps me. Like yeah, I love
0: CBD. Yeah, it's great. And they have a lot of great CBD products. So That's awesome. So there sounds like so much to do now. And Communipa Avenue, that sounds like the big street that a lot of the businesses are on? Yeah.
1: So that's where the main, main businesses are. You have Morty's on Communipal, which is a sandwich shop. It used to be a food truck. I've
0: heard of Morty's. Yes.
1: It's great. They have great schnitzel. They have great falafel. Oh, yes. Um, Pinwheel Garden is another one that's on Communipal. And they're um, great. They have great ramen. They have great dumplings. My favorite is the coconut, the vegan coconut curry. It sounds it's, right up my it's alley. It's a staple in my <laughs> diet.
0: I love it. And have you heard of Plant-Based Market? Yeah. So
1: right off Communipaw, Pacific Avenue is really developing rather quickly. So on Pacific, we have uh, Plant-Based, which is a new uh, sustainable, waste-free vegan place. Yes. So they have a lot of bulk food items. They have vegan lunches and dinners. And it's really a great addition to the neighborhood. Such a unique addition. I love it. Yeah. And right next to that is Covetables, which is an art gallery and retail store. Yes, and
0: you were so sweet. You brought me a piece of pottery from there. It is the cutest. I'll take a picture and we'll post it on our Instagram, but it says Jersey City on it, and it was made by a local artist.
1: Yeah, so there's a local um, pottery artist uh, that lives right actually on the street where the foundry is on Monitor Street. I love it. Morningstar Studios. She's been in the area for a really long time, and she makes beautiful things for the store, and that one's unique to the store. And Jonathan, the owner of Covetables, has 36 artists in the store, Wow, and 19, I believe, are local, which is really cool because it's somewhere that artists can have have their stuff and bring it to a different neighborhood and really,
0: you know, promote the art world, which is great. I love it. It really sounds like Bergen Lafayette is such a happening place, and I've been there, but now I'm ready to go back and really see more.
1: Yeah, it's great, and you know, just one more addition too. We have a uh, Corgi Spirits, oh yeah, which is the distillery that I think a lot of people have heard of. So mm-hmm. they make their own gin, whiskey, and vodka right there on site. And it's a really cool place to go. It has like a speakeasy feel and like an old school feel. And it's definitely a staple a in, distillery, in the bars. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's so yeah, a few of our have contributors great have been. Yeah, oh, great. They, yeah, their cocktails look amazing. And I know a few of our contributors have been there uh, and really loved it. So I'm so glad that uh, that's there. It seems like all of these places are becoming staples of the neighborhood and really helping the neighborhood grow. What other things do you think people would be interested to know about Bergen-Lafayette if you were to share with them?
1: Well, you know, I think the thing for me that really made me fall in love with the area is that it really feels like a small town. Mm. It feels like I grew up there. It feels like I've lived there forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone knows all the local business owners. They're in their stores. Mm-hmm. They're talking to people. They're, you know, integrated into the community. I've never lived anywhere where that happens mm-hmm. that everybody knows everybody. You know, everyone hangs out together. You go to the bar and you know everybody there. So nice. So I think that's really a unique thing. And I think that's why people really fall in love with the area.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming in and sharing all your knowledge about Bergen-Lafayette. If you're not already convinced, you will be once you check out Evelyn's Instagram account. Tell everybody again where they can find you. So it's on Instagram the Foundry girl JC, and I post a
1: lot about the neighborhood, about Jersey City, about everything going on and thank you so much, Jen, for having me. It was really an honor. Oh, of course. And I'm Thanks so happy to be here and be able to share about the great neighborhood with everybody.
0: Me too. And thank you for my pottery i'm so excited it's so beautiful and guys if you want to hear more or see more check out evelyn's instagram it is the foundry girl jc where she posts all of her travels in the area and it will definitely encourage you to get to a new neighborhood and explore thanks again thank you so much Today for our self-care segment, Lexi is here. She's a Jersey City resident, Tori Birch employee by day, and Hoboken Girl contributor by night with a self-care and beauty beat. And she's going to be talking about her experience getting a cryo facial with Below Cryo, which is a mobile cryotherapy service in Hudson County. Welcome, Lexi. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, I am dying to know about the cryo facials. I've never had one, and I want to hear everything because I feel like cold is so good for your face.
2: Yes. And it feels amazing.
0: Yeah. Tell me. So how did this happen?
2: So they had something like a promo or something with our with my apartment building. So Mm -hmm. they came in and were giving out five minute free cryo facials. Oh, of course. I jumped on it.
0: (laughs) Of course. Research.
2: Right. Um, And so, yeah, he had kind of the machine and then a, a handheld device that basically blew the vaporized liquid nitrogen on all over your face That's and usually crazy. a session is 12 minutes I got the five minute session but okay. yeah it, it, it was felt it? really good it was good
0: yeah <laughs>
2: yeah it was weird the only weird part about it is um when he did it kind of over my nose and mouth it took your breath away a little bit
0: Oh, because you're, like, getting some cold stuff happening right y- there?
2: Yeah, I wondered, and I I, I asked about it, um, and he said it's because the liquid nitrogen cancels out oxygen, so that's what? kind of what you're feeling. But you know how when you step out into the cold air, you kind of takes your breath away? It, yeah. was, it was
0: similar to that. But Wow, and that was just on your face, and it's a tiny little blow thing that they blow it on? Sorry, uh, I'm not yeah. saying that right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it almost felt like a really cold, like, hair dryer just blowing all over your face. Wow. And they did it for— five minutes, but a regular session is 12 minutes.
0: That's crazy. And what was it like afterwards? Were you able to like just go home and put lotion on or makeup or
2: you can wear makeup during it. So it's not like a regular facial where you would get, you know, the serums and the lotions Whoa. and the masks. It's it's just the cryotherapy um, treatment.
0: That's cool. Um
2: And yeah, you kind of feel like It reduces inflammation, so Mm -hmm. the appearance, you could tell, you know, it reduces any puffiness around your eyes. So it's really great for if you have, like, before an event.
0: Oh my God, sign me up.
2: I know. I was (laughs) thinking it would be great for
0: before your wedding, because
2: I know a lot of people, like, just... Put ice around their face to kind of depuff their
0: face. My acupuncturist told me to dunk my face in ice yeah, water. Yeah, I've, I've done that events. before,
2: <laughs> so this would be perfect. And it's the things uh, we do. I know the things we do just to be beautiful. <laughs> um, and it's fifty dollars for one session. Okay. And then I think the more sessions you get, so if you if you book like four treatments, it's one hundred fifty nine a session or one hundred fifty nine dollars total. So mm-hmm. that gives you like forty dollars per session. So you can. Have savings if you book um, more. A bunch.
0: That's yeah. cool. And they are mobile. So they actually yes, come the, to you.
2: They come to you. Um, they offer cryofacials and spot treatments. So if you have an injury or a cut or something um, to reduce
0: the wow. swelling, and
2: there's a variety of different benefits. That's so
0: cool because I think part of the thing with cryotherapy, I've never tried it myself, but. I feel like it's a lot to strip down. If if you guys don't know about cryotherapy in general, it's like freezing ice cold liquid nitrogen mm-hmm. and you go into like a, a space. And so they actually come to you, which is nice because then you can just like put on your own bathrobe and like sit on your couch and mm-hmm. just be totally warm. Yes,
2: <laughs> exactly. It's so cold. I've never done the cryotherapy like whole body, but yeah. I'm down to just do the face.
0: Yeah. Face feels like I could handle that because... Yeah shoulders and like back area to be cold just gives me like a serious chill yeah I can't even think about it I don't like
2: winter (laughs) I
0: know so overall thoughts would you do it again
2: definitely I would do it because I get migraines a lot and I was thinking during it how amazing that would feel if you had a migraine because you also kind of you always want a cold compress on your head when Ah, you have a headache yeah and before events it would be really good
0: Just to tighten it up and keep it fresh. (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much for spilling the tea on cryofacials, Lexi. I appreciate it. And I'm going to totally try this. I'm really intrigued.
2: Yes, definitely.
0: Our hidden gem for this episode is Ubu Sushi. Okay, guys, this is something that my team introduced me to, and I cannot take any sort of credit for this find. Ubu is a Korean and Japanese spot on Hudson Street in Hoboken that has made-to-order sushi. It's across from Jersey Mike's The Old France, and it is amazing. It looks like a hole in the wall, and it's really easy to be missed on the outside. But my team goes there for lunch often since they have really great lunch specials. I'm talking $10 for two rolls and a soup or a salad. And the chef just makes it right there in front of you at the sushi bar. They're so nice and I highly, highly recommend. It's called Ubu, U-B-U, and it's on Hudson Street in Hoboken. And our Hudson hero is the Wheel of Fortune winner, Julianne O'Connell. Congratulations on your win. We share more about her on HobokenGirl.com, but just know this is actually her second stint on a game show. She was on The Price is Right in 2012. Congrats on your win. And our Hudson Zero... The Food Truck Ordinance. People need to eat on the waterfront and quickly at that. Get it together, Jersey City. The nonprofit for this episode that you should consider donating to is the Brave Minds Project. This nonprofit aims to help patients and their families cope with and navigate life after getting diagnosed with brain or brain stem conditions. The nonprofit offers assistance in accessing treatment for patients between the ages of 10 to 29, helps create mentorship programs for both educational and professional circles and provides support groups for patients and their families. You can learn more at bravemindsproject.org. And that concludes this episode of Tea on the Hudson. Major thanks to Evelyn of The Foundry Girl JC and our guest beauty contributor Lexi, our production team Van VanVorse Films, and Mike Soul for our music. We'll be spilling the tea every Tuesday morning, so make sure to subscribe, share, and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us spread the word. You can also get in touch with us by following at Tea on the Hudson on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and email us at tea_on_the_hudson@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See you next week for a new episode.